Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in, as always. Uh, this is episode 70 with Big Bo. He's a content creator, music creator, and baseball player at CSN, which is College of Southern Nevada. He's looking into playing professional baseball and continuing his music career. Here's episode 70. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 70. It's a long road. <laughs> Without further ado, welcome back, Bobo. How you been, bro? I'm doing good. How are you, bro? I'm chilling, man. Like we were just we were just catching up a little bit before we started, and we were talking about I'm about to go back to school on. I mean, I know it's a little bit different for you guys for baseball, but I'm about to go back for camp August. We start August 10th because you only have like a certain amount of periods you can play football without padded football without um, games being played. When do you guys like? Are you guys doing fall? I mean, summer ball right now, and you guys going to do fall ball? In college and stuff, it's kind of hard. Like, some people get sent to do summer ball in some places, and then some people just take the summer off. And I hurt my wrist, like, middle of the season. I tore my uh, TFCC. So, like, I played the rest of the season. I just taped it up. And then after that, I just kind of took it off. And then I've been play- I played a couple weekends with Basic, with Bake and stuff. He was coaching this, like, one tournament. So I went out and played in Utah and stuff. But that's about it. I've been chilling this summer, working out, hitting all that stuff. How do you hurt that? What, first off, what you said, it's a, it's a tendon. Is it your thumb? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, he, the doctor said it's like the meniscus of your wrist. So it's like a tendon that goes all the way like around. And when I swung and I swung and missed that, like a high pitch. And when I swung the bat, like took it out of, took it out of weird angle. Can you stop? Do you want to run it back? Hold on, bro. I'm going to put these dogs in the cage. No, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Here, cage. Let's go. So, we were talking about you tore your meniscus of your of your wrist, basically. So just finish what you're saying about that. Okay, so basically, when I swung and missed, right, the bat just kind of took the my wrist at a weird angle upwards. So when it did that, it was like it tore. I felt the pop, and I was like, "Well, that's not good." So then I kind of walked towards the bench, and it was like achy, and it felt like it was kind of just dangling there. And so if uh, I went to the doctor, and it was like this little tendon right here is torn. Yeah. So I don't like it was, it's just a weird it's a weird feeling. So it kind of felt like my hand like I just didn't have the strength in it. So I literally would just tape it. I taped it all the way down to like right here, and then it went up all around my thumb, everything. So it literally was just stable, and it was just enough to power through for the rest of the season. Did you have? Did you say you got surgery or no? I did not have to have surgery. So they thought it was the hook hammock, which is the little bone right here, and a lot of MLB players get it taken out just because it's an unneeded bone, and it like if you get jammed or something like, which is basically where you hit the ball too close to your hands, it'll like rupture it or it'll crack it. And so it's basically a broken bone in your hand that you don't even need, but it's painful because it's in half. Right. Mm-hmm. So like some people just get it taken out. So I thought that was like the case because in the x-ray, it looked like a crack through it, but it was just a vessel. So the MRI yeah. told me it wasn't that. So my freshman year of college, I broke my foot, but they thought, or I fractured my foot, but they thought it was the Liz Frank, which I think is, it's literally just a tendon that goes like this across your foot and, okay. and it stabilizes your arch. So, but they thought, and they were, gonna, they were like telling me that that was going to like keep me out for a while, but it ended up just being a fractured, I don't know, like, I don't know what, there's a lot of bones in the feet and the hands. It was just one of the things was fractured. And so I had to wear a boot for like six weeks, but I could imagine in baseball specifically, like, especially your hands, like you get a bunch of little bone fragments, fractures, and just these tendons and stuff. It's also like shoulder. I bet there's a bunch of shoulder injuries in baseball. A lot of shoulder, a lot of labrum. Like it's, 
it's pretty bad. Like three kids on our team this year, the shoulders popped out like three or four times, each of them. Like it just kept happening. They'd reach up for a ball and it would just pop out or like Dax threw it and it just popped out. And it was crazy because I've never seen that happen before. And it happened so many times, like consistently. That it was like, I don't know. What, I don't know what you can do for it. Like you have yeah. surgery and then it just gets retorn. I feel like catchers too. Like I feel like they get some hip injuries. Oh yeah, for sure. Or you knees pop. for sure. Knees are always bad. That's why I don't catch anymore. I caught when I was little from like eight years old to like 14. And then I, as soon as I got to high school, I stopped catching because I blew my knee out. How'd you do that? Uh, sliding. Sliding? Yep. In the second base, I slid and like jammed my knee really bad. And I tried to get up and I just could not walk. So I had to yeah. get carried off. And then it was, it was bad. It was all bad. Um, it's funny how baseball, there could be so many injuries in baseball because you don't really attribute baseball to be like a dangerous sport. Contact sport. Yeah, people say it's not a contact sport, right? But it's like we're going – we do things just like basketball. Like basketball is a perfect example of like a sport that your body's not used to those type of – if your body's not used to those type of like motions and like uh, impacts on your bones and stuff, it's going to react weird. So like every time I go and just randomly play basketball, like my knees are achy after, my ankles are hurting because I'm doing stuff that I'm not normally doing. Like baseball is just like that. It's like you're doing like a bunch of hitting, you're swinging with your legs different, you're sliding on a weird like angle. So it's like, I don't know, it's different types of things. So if you're not used to it, your body's going to be hurting after. Yeah, I was, we were talking about concussions last time for football. Um, That's regard, take that out of the equation. I think basketball is the hardest sport on your body just because your body's not used to jumping on flat surfaces like that. It's for that hard long. floor too. So it can't, yeah. it's not good for like your ankles at all either. Yeah. How about Jack getting drafted? Shout out Jack, man. Yes. My man, Jack Wall, man. I love that dude. Yeah. But I talked to him before, before all this, I talked to him a couple of months ago on the podcast and he was, he was, uh, he's like, yeah, we were talking about the draft getting drafted. Um, Cause I don't really know a lot about baseball and I know there's like a hundred plus rounds or something like that, but I'm not really that familiar with, with what, what baseball, like professional baseball, besides like the major leagues. Right. So I was, I was talking to him about like, we were talking about Ryan we we're talking about people who've been drafted before. And I was like talking to him. I was like, he's like, yeah, it's a weird process. Like I've talked to some teams before and they just haven't been drafted. And so I don't know if he was worried about getting drafted or not. I don't specifically remember, but I know that we, he it was like in the back of his mind, like he didn't know. And so right. shout out Jack. Congratulations, dude. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a huge, no matter what round, no matter what pick, like he still got, I bet he still got the deal that he wanted and he's getting to play baseball for his job. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Gotta love that. That's the yeah, goal man. for everybody that's playing. And there's a ton of kids that go through high school and T-ball and all that. It's like to make it to that and hear your name called, it's gotta be special for sure. Yeah. And I wish there was more sports that did that because baseball is really the only one football. It's a little hard because it's hard to get really good equipment and guys to not get really injured in those lower levels. It's hard to sustain it, but I wish basketball and other sports had those levels so that people can make it. Cause occasionally you hear guys come up from the CFL for football or a bunch of guys coming up from the G league, but like not really like the times people get pulled up or like summer league for basketball and I mean, occasionally people get like for football, you hear most training camp, like our, our practice squad, people get pulled up from the practice squad, but like, there's no really way to make your name out there. If you're, if you're not, sure, there, yeah. you know? I think baseball is like, it's really cool because there's people in the MLB right now that were drafted the last pick overall. There's people that were drafted like 
picked, not even drafted, just picked up like this one guy I remember from the Dodgers when they won the World Series, like, I want to say like, or they were in the World Series, like 2016 or something like that. But he literally worked at a Kroger. I don't know if you know what Kroger is. It's like a Smith's and Albertsons in Georgia. And so mm-hmm. he worked at one. And then the next year, like the same day, he was playing in the World Series. Like they picked him up. Like he used to play baseball in high school. And then he randomly went out and they picked him up. And then he was playing in the World Series. Like that's it's ridiculous. Any other sport for like legit. Yeah, there's that only that one story that I know that Kurt Warner was a what did he do? He was oh. a bagger. At, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Kurt yeah. Warner, man. That's I haven't heard that name in forever. Um, why do you think uh, Southern Nevada in particular, not just basic, is so good at baseball? Like, why is Southern Nevada a hotspot for baseball? I, I honestly can't. I can't tell you. I've just noticed that a lot of there's a lot of talent coming out, especially my my grade, the grade above me. Like the the grades around mine are. I see a lot of talent. I don't see the young kids as play as much, but I see that the other kids get posted on Instagram and stuff. Like they look like they can play. So I'm excited to see the future of Southern Nevada. See how it goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, when I was at basic, like, but like, even before you got there, maybe you were a freshman, maybe before. Dude, fuck it. When Ryan and them were there, they were so good. They were like, they yeah. Were- when we won the World Series, like that team was insane. Like Ryan, uh, Huddleston, JJ, Nick Thompson, Roger, Jack. It was ridiculous. Yeah, bro. Two of them are now got drafted. That's ridiculous. Shout out both of them. That's dope. They, dude, that's that's one thing about going to basic, dude. Like we had like such diverse people at that school. Like he, he all walks of life. But Frank, hopefully he he gets to a high jump at the next. I don't my man Frank for sure. And or football. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. I wanted to get him back on here. Frank, if you're listening to this, hit me up, bro. You're Frank, always welcome. Uh, hit me up too, bro. Um, uh, hopefully he can do something at the next level. He's talented enough, dude. And yeah. then we had Eagles. Sad that he's not still playing football because he had some magical hands. We got so many people, bro. And then we had all the baseball players. Our basketball was decent. Like Jeff and Ch- Jeff's not playing still anymore. Or Trent's not playing anymore. But we had like such like different people. But we all like got together and everything. Right, right. It was dope. And like you can't. I feel like you can't really say that about everywhere around the valley. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I think that a lot of schools there was a lot. I would say that we had our differences, like baseball with everybody at basic. Everybody hated us. But I mean, it's whatever. We we did our part. We came in, we didn't do anything besides play baseball and try to win state championships. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I just remember, bro, like, specifically, like, anytime we would, anytime any, like, anybody was, like, out and we were all hanging out, like, partying, we would all be like, oh, we're the, like, we're from basic, you know, and we would all get along, regardless of anything. I mean, people had beef. Right, right, right. I, I met so many people when we were out, like, everybody was just, as soon as you say you're from basic, it's either like you either give me a good vibe or you don't. And it's yeah. Like, if you give me a good vibe and I'm coming up to talk to you, then you say you're from basic. Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we're going to vibe about that or bond over that. So last time we were here, we were talking about, we were right in the mid of COVID and I, all right, we still are apparently. Like the beginning of COVID honest, or it was like kind of towards the middle. Yeah, It was, uh, it was winter time. So it was okay, like, yeah. so it was kind of like, ending the falling off of it a little bit. Well, I mean, dude, we're still right in the middle of it. Um, but, but I wanted to talk to you about this for a while now. 
we had that long talk. This is right when the vaccine talk was happening. Right. We had that long talk about vaccines and right. your own personal beliefs with them. Right. What are you thinking about this vaccine? Are you going to get it? Have you gotten it? <laughs> I'm not getting it. Like, there's absolutely no shot. My mom and dad have told me, like, I was terrified of shots. I hated getting shots. And so it was kind of a blessing in disguise. I'd rather not have been paralyzed. But now I'm like, they told me I'll never get another vaccine unless I have to do it for the MLB yeah. or something. I won't get another vaccine. Yeah, dude, I have to. I had to get. So I got my first shot, but I had to get it for to go back to play football. Really? They are mandatory. Mandatory. I don't know. I don't know if I could play. Like, I'd go somewhere else. That's that's a hard thing for me. Some people, like, have had – I've had my own experiences. That's why my opinion is that way. So I don't have, like – I'm not against it. But my personal self, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. So, I mean – if you're listening to this and you're like, what happened in his own personal belief, go watch the full podcast that we did, or I have a clip on my YouTube channel. But if you just want to give a little bit of a, of a background of Briefing. what happened um, to you. Yeah. So I got a flu shot mixed. It was a flu slash Tdap shot. You got to get to go in like eighth grade, I think. And it basically infected my body, ate away my muscles. And over time, like over a week or so, it ate away everything in my legs. So it was just going up and I would have had kidney failures if I didn't go to the hospital that night. And I probably would have died in my sleep that night. So I am blessed to be here for sure. And then, yeah, it was a long week of trying to rebuild everything and just getting pumped with the, the IVs and trying to flush everything out of my system. And then once I got that, then it was kind of a rebuilding since then. It's still a rebuilding. It's hard to gain weight in my legs and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, this vaccine's weird because it's like we're right in the middle of it, right? And the, so the fear is kind of there is the out. I mean, now that this whole Delta variant's really hurting people, I know that for a fact. So I don't want to shed any light on that. But I'm saying we're right in the middle of it, and so like people, especially our age, like you'll see like the fear came at the beginning and now it's kind of fading off, and the fear will come again in 30 years, like the way we feared. Um, polio and meningitis and things like that right we get those vaccines because they were so far back like like we we, we fear those things because we don't ha- we don't understand them right in the future with this virus and and they'll believe the vaccine more because it will take in years and years to get better people will probably be mandated to get some type of vaccine for this because when they look back millions of people did die you know right, so right. we'll say that but right now we're seeing people have adverse effects with the vaccine and I mean, that's true with any vaccine. You got one with the flu slash Tdap. But um, we're this heightened level of social media, it shows you that like you can have instant information like this, you know? And so if you're hesitant at all and like there's sources you can find on people like anything, like you look up vaccination deaths, bro, you'll find things on everything, you know? And and so if you want, if you're like hesitant at all, it's... I'm, it understands why you would w- not want to get it. But I think at some point people are probably just going to, it's going to be like, you're going to be like seven and they're just going to stick you like you, they normally do. I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot, the way that life's been going for everybody, not even just this country, not even just this continent, literally the entire world has been affected by this one thing. And the fact that this is going to be in the history books, when you flip the 2020, 2021, and our kids are going to be learning about this is like, I don't know, it's mind boggling because this is really like a worldwide pandemic that is like his, a part of history forever now. Yeah, it's weird. It's most things that happen in history, like you, 
I feel like you think about it, but you think about it in that moment. You don't think about it as like, they're going to be reading this one day, but with something as crazy as this, you know, like when nine 11 happened, I mean, we were, were you alive? You were alive, right? I was two days old. Two days. That is fascinating. But we were babies. You know, I was, I was like almost two, like we were babies. And so like, but when it happened, they were, everybody was in that moment. They weren't thinking that, oh, this is going to be read about one right, day. Right, exactly. But yeah. now, like, we've had so much time because, like, this pandemic has spread over it's two yeah. years now almost. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And so, like, we're like, well, this is crazy because, like, our kids and our grandkids for sure are going to be asking us, like, what it was like to be, like, grow up during the COVID pandemic. And it's the crazy thing is, too, is when I talk to my grandparents and stuff that live here, um, I think my grandma was born in 54 or 40-something. And to, like, say – for them to say that they've never seen anything like this before is nuts to me. Well, a lot of people were saying the last time a shutdown, a lockdown happened like this was World War II. Right. Because nobody knew what was going on. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. A world war is the closest thing that they've seen to this. Yeah. Well, it's like we're at world war with a, with a virus virus. Exactly. The crazy thing is it's, I, I think the fear of the virus, it comes from the abnormality of it. I don't think it comes like people know, like it's not that dangerous to most people, but it's really dangerous to some people. And it, there's not a causation. Like we know comorbidities and age have an effect, but some young people just get in and die and nobody knows why. And so I think that's where the scary thing comes. Do you believe it came from a lab? I think that's like 90% true now, right? I feel, yeah, I would say it came from a lab, but what did they say? They came from like bats or something or someone ate bats. Well, it, it came from a lab that was doing research on coronaviruses is what they oh, think. Okay. And so whether it leaked to people, which like someone got it and then it leaked, which is what I probably think happened. Regarding, you know, far rightists believe rightists. I don't even know if that's a word far right people, right wing people believe that some people believe that they leaked it. China leaked it, which could be the case. China's evil. But I think what happened is they were working on it, trying to figure out how diseases work and things like that. Maybe for bioterrorism in the future, right. but they weren't necessarily making one. And then someone got sick and it just kind of blew up. That honestly, that's, that sounds like it could be a real thing. I think I feel like that's the only because the bat thing. That's why I was like, okay, people are not eating bats, and we're not getting a. We, like, we don't know though. We don't know though. But I'm yeah. saying like I didn't really believe that. But the way you explain that, that makes way more sense than the whole bat thing to me. So a couple of days ago, I don't know if you get into any of this, but a couple of days ago, the Democratic Party they pushed a thing. They're pushing a bill that would restructure military laws and it would require females to sign up for selective service. So the draft basically. Oh. And I just yeah, dude, yeah. And I wrote this thing on I wanna read it because I wrote this thing on Instagram because I, I, I couldn't do it, bro. I was like so I wrote, I said, I don't use, so it says Democrats proposing a sweeping rewrite of the military draft laws aimed at requiring women to register for the selective service system, according to a draft authored by Senate Armed Services Chair Reed. And so I, I, I posted this. I said, I don't usually post stuff like this on Instagram, but we all see what's wrong with this, right? I understand wanting equality for all people, but when we start acting like there's not a difference between biological men and women, we become severely misguided in societal structures which have existed for centuries to keep men and women living together peacefully collapse. 
I'm all for people being treated equally, but this is not the answer. We need better. What do you think about that, dude? What do you think about a mandatory law that would require females to sign up for something like the draft in a time like this when we're severely arguing with Russia and China? This is such a like hard topic. I, I don't agree with it at all because, sure, we both make the world go round, but women are like really what populates the earth. It's the and like, that's it. Like, so to have a mandatory where it's literally like back in the day where they had a draft where you had no choice. If you were a young male, you were going to go like that's uh, I don't know how I can tackle that. That's kind of a tough topic because I don't think it's right. But then some people are going to tell you, oh, well, women want equal rights. So then that's why they should go. But it's like they want equal rights for other stuff not being forced into war. Yeah, it's. There's a fine line between – no, we, we all know there's idiots in this world, right? Yeah. Men who are misogynists and women who believe that, like, men and women are truly equal. And I'm not saying equal as in one's better. I'm saying equal as in there's differences between men and women. Like, no matter how, what you take the stats, statistics, on average – yeah, yes, there's some boss-ass women who are, could easily fight more and can easily dominate men in other sports. Men are stronger and faster than women yeah, on all averages. It's a, it's a proven fact. And it's Sorry. once when you get to the extremes, men are so much faster than women and stronger than women. The strongest men and the strongest women Whoa. are so much faster and stronger than the strongest women. And so the, the danger with that is you can make two arguments. The first argument is that sports in particular were designed in a male dominated society for men. So it, it highlights attributes, sports that we like to watch highlights male attributes, right. speed, strength, things like there's not like if, if there was a floating competition or something along those lines, women would easily right. dominate. You look at Simone Biles and how small she is and how she can dominate gymnastics because yeah. of her frame. And so the sports that are super popular are dominated by male attributes or you could look at it as men and women are different and we have emphasized men for a long time. So why not emphasize women now? And that's, I think what they're trying to do here is like, okay, let's, let's level the playing fields. But there's also like, let's look at like, like for the jobs that they're pushing for women to have are like big tech jobs, like CEO, uh, lawyers, doctors, things like that, which is fine. But 99% of bricklayers are men. And like ninety yeah. something percent of construction workers are men. Should we have a quota system for that? Like, no. And so it's like, it it gets difficult because if if you want to do something and you don't have an opportunity to do it, that's different than than making everyone required to do something. You know? Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's like requiring like women to play a sport in high school or some weird stuff, or require women to go get construction jobs and work with these dudes because like. Women, the, the thing is like, okay, you want women to be doctors, right? You want women to be CEOs, right? You want women rights for like all of the big high up jobs. Those are really more, how much are you going to put yourself in pa- like into your passion? How are you, how are you going to take that in? Are you going to be good at it? Are you going to work hard to get to the top? It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man right now. Like all of those jobs are mental stuff and it, it's going to be, up to you on how hard that you work to make it. Cause I've seen women that are CEOs of huge companies. People make like billions of dollars of women. And it's all because it's not a physical job. Like that's the thing, like sports, like you said, it's a male, like 
girls aren't made to play baseball. I'm sorry. If you get if you put a girl in the batter's box and someone's throwing 95 miles an hour, she's not going to touch it unless she works for years and years and years. So I, I feel what you're saying with that. I just don't think the mandatory whole draft thing for women. I get the ma- I can get the male, but the women. That's it. Honestly, might hurt us in the end as a country. It's a it's a weird uh, it's a weird area. It's a weird gray area because it's like yeah, sure you sound almost not you in particular, but like if you're a man and you speak on it, it's almost like talking about abortion. You sound like you shouldn't be talking, but it's right. like you know statistically speaking whose side are you on you know like like when once you start getting into like the whole the whole trans men men trans women in sports right the men who became women are now competing in sports right it, it's like the argument the male argument isn't that they're not women even it's that well it is but it's that we're trying to defend women's sports you know, like they're always like, oh, you don't like women's sports. It's like, no, do you not understand what people are trying to do? They're trying to defend women's sports because men are going to just, it's, they're different. Yeah. It's, it's dangerous. I think it's really dangerous when you can just ignore science. Like right. I don't, like people should be able to be treated the way they want. And if you feel like a woman in a man's body, that's fine. It's just, dude, when your testosterone is five times higher and your muscle atrophy is different than a women's body, there has to be a separate category. Right. Maybe there should be a co-ed category that everyone can participate in or something like that but it's just it just doesn't seem fair just having a sister myself who plays sports it doesn't seem fair that i could put on a dress and change my gender and compete with her i agree with that have you seen the uh, the guy that said he was a girl and went to wrestle or have you not seen that i saw that on on so i want to say it was on just like a website i seen it was like uh, an article about it and this guy trans trans man he went and wrestled in like a high school uh, wrestling. It was like girls wrestling or something like that. It was on the East Coast and he won. And I saw that and I was like, how bad, like, how bad do you have to want it to change your whole gender and puts like the girls in danger, like you said. Like imagine a guy body slamming a girl on her head. Like a girl's not gonna pick up a, a 150, 200 pound dude and slam him on his head. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. So I don't know. That's it is dangerous. Like, yeah, I just don't agree with it at all. Um, Sorry for people listening that have opposite opinions, but that's mine. Hit me up, DM me. We can argue on the podcast. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I think there is a fine line though, because like if you talk about trans men, women to man, you know, we don't. There's not an argument against them competing with men, you know, right. and it's just women's sports. You know, women's sports have been severely undermined for set like for a long time now you know like women basketball players it's not popular and and sorry for saying that but it's not popular that's why they don't make enough enough money you know like not that it's not good it's just not popular because it hasn't been pushed right same thing with women's soccer our women's soccer team is very good you know but the why isn't there a women's volleyball league there should be i'd, I'd watch that i would too <laughs> like um I think there is in the Olympics, but that's it. But it's like, you know, we we do men's sports have dom- – males in general have dominated. It's just we're trying now. There has to be a fine line. There has to be a fine line to protect women's sports. Um, women in general. Like, they're starting to call mothers birthing people. It's like, bro, 
bro. Using them for it. That's like that's so it's rude. It's like yeah, but you can't just. That's like calling us what? what well, call I don't really care. I don't really care what they call us. It's just like, bro, like mother is like, we call the earth a mother. Like mother has a good connotation. What they're trying to argue is that men can have babies, but men can't have babies. Birth, like mothers, it, no matter what, no matter who you are, you can, you can justify and you can like love a mother, the figure of what a mother is. And so people... It's just a hard area, man. And I'm starting to talk about it more because it kind of pisses me off. Before I was silencing and I was like, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want people to yell at me. But I've been yelled at enough for things that I don't say anymore. So I'm just like, fuck it, dude. Like, this needs to be talked about between people who are rational because I feel like what's dominating is the sociopathic idiots on like TikTok who just rant and on both sides and they just don't have any logic to their irrationality to their argument. And actually I take that back. They don't have any morality. They have a lot of rationality. They rationalize their evil mindsets through whatever they want. And so I think it's time for people to start talking about this shit because we can't have Laurel Hubbard, a man who trained as a male weightlifter in the women's Olympics. We can't have that dude. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. But back to you, man. How's how you been doing? You've been you said you've been rapping a lot. How's that been going? It's been going good. I mean, um, I haven't been dropping as much. So I dropped last year. I dropped the album in July. Then I dropped the song in September. Then I dropped the song in December. Then I dropped another song in January. And then I just kind of let it go. I wanted to see like what people were saying. I wanted to get feedback. I wanted to see if my name would get out there a little bit. And it's honestly been cool. I've meeting a lot of people that actually know my music and I don't even know them. Um, we were playing against an Idaho team and kids slid into second base and he asked me, he's like, you're a big bow? He's like, I didn't know that. And I was like, there's no way that you know that. He's like, yeah, everybody likes your music out there. So it's kind of cool, man. It's, I've been just kind of let enjoying it. Uh, I was really focused on season um, at CSN, so I really wasn't – I was making music, but I wasn't putting anything out because when I put things out – I'm stressed about the release date, if the if it's gonna put out in time, like all this other stuff. So, just kind of put it on the side for or put it on hold, and then now I'm getting back after it. I've been recording a lot, so working on an album or something like that. Yeah, dude, I understand that, dude. When it's football season, like I try to get as much podcast as I can, but it's like you can't be stressed about both, bro. And especially add school on top of it. It makes your mind way too like heavy. You know, you have to play every game really good. Cause you, you, you got a spot. There's 40 other guys there. So you have to play good and you have to show out every game or someone can take your spot. Like nothing. Literally didn't. Everyone's at, itching at you too. You know, especially if they're on the bench. They're just waiting for that time to need to mess up or something like that. Have you found people, uh, not that they resent you, but they have things to say because they're like, oh, you get to star and you make music and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, no, honestly, I would say that this year, that fam- the family that we had on that team was ridiculous. Everybody supported my music like no nobody else I've ever met. People at Basic didn't really support it. They would always talk behind my back about it and never really tell me that their opinion. If it's bad, tell me it's bad or just don't listen to it. You don't have to tell me it's good to my face and then go tell somebody else opposite. Like, I don't, I don't really like that. So 
I was wondering how it was going to go because I knew that people were going to be like, oh, he's a rapper. He's coming into our program. Like, we're going to clown him. But by the time, I'd probably say a month or two in, I started showing people music on my team, and they were all behind me, pushing it with me. They're posting videos. Like you said, Paul Mai posted me on his stuff, but you saw it. So Shout it's like really cool, bro. Like, that was really – fun experience for this year to see everybody my coaches played it they played it at the field during games it was it was awesome that is awesome yeah dude i will i'll give you some advice on that bro like i mean i'm glad you're getting out of it but just in general for everybody bro people are gonna hate and more people are gonna hate when you start something than they hate when you don't start something because you have something you have something that people want and it's enthusiasm and creativity really is what it is. Um, I was talking maybe with you. I don't know. I, some of these, these conversations tend to mold together sometimes, but I was like, you know, like once I turned my Instagram into my podcast page, one, my followers skyrocketed and two, um, and two, um, my likes dropped dropped because I wasn't posting these like photos of me like posing and like wearing cool stuff. You know, I'm posting things like I'm trying to promote myself. Like I think, I think the first, I I used to get like damn near 300 likes and I still do if I post a normal photo, but like if I post my, a new episode that I do or a clip or something, I'll get like 50 likes and I'll be like, bro, I know exactly what you're talking about i literally know to the t what you're talking about so i post all the posts on my instagram probably have 400 plus right the only one that doesn't is my music post and it's because it's not a baseball post or it's not a picture of me like oh man i know exactly what you're talking about and i honestly don't understand if you don't like my music that's fine like okay like then that that makes sense but if I see that 3,000 people are – I'm getting 3,000 impressions, which means, like, 3,000 people look at the post. And I'm getting 200, 300 likes. Like, something seems a little off. So, I don't know who the fake friends are. I get unfollowed every day. I love it. I love watching it just go down and down. It's just great. But I don't know, man. It's People are going to hate, bro. We're doing our own thing. They're just mad because – we're actually doing something. I have a theory on why people don't like those, but they'll like your other posts. I have a theory because I have people who stalk my account. Like I can tell they're always first on my stories and I, and, and I can tell and they like, they're always first to like my posts that are like normal. And my theory is two theories. One, they don't want to seem like they like our shit. Like they don't want to be seen as that like that likes it, you know? But the real one is they're a slave to mediocrity and people have become slaves to mediocrity on social media. And what I mean by that is they're so, they're a slave to the dopamine, the, the swipe. So when they see in the normal, the posts that they're, they're used to, their dopamine routes are used to that. It's just someone standing doing something normal. They're a slave, like, 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 but when they see something different and someone promoting something, they yep. swipe past it because in their mind, it's, it's not the norm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's so it's, it's there. It's the slave to the, to the phone. That, really. that honestly makes a lot of sense. That honestly makes a ton of sense because that's like, I'll post my cover of like the, the song or whatever. And then it's just, oh yeah, I can see that. Honestly, I can see that. That's a good theory for sure. What it made me, what made me realize it is that like, dude, like, I have like, I don't know, 
3,800 followers and damn near a thousand people look at my stories sometimes. And I'll get like a thousand views on my reels and stuff. And I'll get like 40 likes. And you're just like, Hmm. Hmm. I wonder why that's happening. And so I was thinking about it and then I would go through and like, like, I wouldn't do it, but I would see these people who are liking my posts, um, my normal posts. And I'm like, I wonder why this is. And I started thinking about it and I started thinking about what the posts I like, you know, and it's either famous people or people I know, but if it's a dope photo, I'll like it, you know? Right. And here's a conversation we can get into. I do not want to seem like a hater because I'm not, but it seems really easier to get followers, likes and be an influencer. If you're a chick, especially if you're an attractive chick, than it is to be a man. You said it, not me. You said it, not me. That's, 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 I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. I was like, if I was a girl, I post pictures of my butt and you get 800,000 likes like off rip, like don't even got a caption, nothing. You just post it, boom, hella likes. Like when my girlfriend posts stuff like, and like normal clothes, less likes, less likes. Like it's so bad to see it like that, but that's how this world is. It's crazy. It's because dudes are dirty, bro. Dudes are some slime balls, first off. But also, it's weird. I was talking to my friends about this. It's funny. Chicks, so, um, when chicks post their boyfriends for the first time, they lose so many followers and it's their least liked post. But when, <laughs> dudes, but when dudes post their girlfriend, it's their either their most liked post and people follow them. It's so funny. It's so funny how that works. I, bro, I literally just posted the first picture with my new girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And I got like 520, 540 or something like that. She got like 330. She usually gets like 400 and yeah. she lost followers, but then she gained some from me. So it's like, ah, that's Yeah, crazy. those are usually like your boys and stuff though, right? Like right, right, right. my homies. But if it's right. not, they were like, I'm watching. I'm watching. Yeah. Quick little off-air discussion. Um, but no, we're, we're, it's a good conversation. We're talking about wanting something for the future for long-term rather than just like being in the moment. And now I will say there is, there's times for both, you oh, know, yeah. um, like sometimes if you're not really ready to settle down and get married and or even near and you're, maybe you're still hurting and it's good to have fun, but I like the way your mind. So you were saying like you, you're, you're like, we're getting older. Like we're, you're looking for something in the future. And if you don't see that, like why be with that person still? Yeah, exactly. And I noticed that I was, time was going slow, but time was also going fast because I was stressed out. I was worried about other stuff that I shouldn't have been worried about. And I was really looking at, like, man, I'm trying to be happy. Like, I missed old Bo when, like, I wasn't worried about, oh, I have to go do this. Or I wonder if they're going to talk to this person. Or I wonder if they're going to do this behind my back or something like that. Like, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about, oh, I'm not even worried about anything. Honestly, I'm just been happy, enjoying my life. And because life's too quick. Life's way too short. You don't know when it's going to end. So you have to take every moment like it's your last. So that's how I've been looking at it lately. Yeah, man, it's it's always good to bail on a bad relationship, especially when like if if you like you know I've been pretty fortunate. Um, I've had one real girlfriend. You know, I've wasn't the nicest person in high school, but you know I've had one real girlfriend, um, and it's it's gone great. And you know I see a future with her. 
so I haven't really been through, you know, I've had my heart broken. Everybody has, but I haven't really been through a bad breakup with a solid person. You know, I've been, see, I'm not a relationship guy. I I never have been a relationship guy Um, all through high school and like mid, I wouldn't say middle school, but like all through high school, I wasn't really trying to focus on that. It was really all about baseball and just like having fun and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just kind of noticed that life goes on. You got to figure it out sometime. And then once you meet that person that you actually have a genuine care, and like you don't even think about any, anybody else, or you don't even want to like look at somebody else because that person's like so occupied in your mind. Like once you find that, you just got to take it because it's once in a lifetime type thing, in my opinion. No, it really is. And I read this book. Um, it wasn't man's search for meaning. That's Victor Frankl. It was a it was a good book. I can't remember what it was called, but it was something about men. It was talking about being like a, how to be a real man, and it was talking about love and everything. And one of the quotes or like sub quotes, paraphrase that I remember the most was was talking about how to deal with feminine energy and how to deal with women and relationships. And one of the things it was saying is like if you're a man and you want something to your core, right? You have a passion for something and you don't do it, your woman will actually love you less than if you do it. So the example it gave was, um, if you, if you are a military man, right. And you have to go deploy, your woman's going to be like, no, please stay, just stay with me. But if you don't go, she'll actually love you a little less because she knows in your heart that you're doing it. You're not fulfilling your purpose. And so now we can talk about this whole gender thing, but what it was saying, one of the feminine attractions to the masculine energy is the masculine's drive for their own path, right? Right. And so I was, that always, that always stuck with me. And then I was watching TikToks occasionally. I just, you know, I'm scrolling and I just saw a TikTok and it was like, the guy was like, why is all this stuff happening with all these women being like almost saluters and things like that? You know, like, why is it? And like, why is this? why are people ranting about men? And it's cause, and it was like, <clears throat> he blamed men, but he blamed men in a real and good way. He said, it's because men are spending too much time liking these girls' bodies on Instagram, watching ass shake instead of fulfilling their drive and their purpose and focusing on their own grind. And I actually believe that, you know, I feel like a lot of this would mellow out if men were actually men and they stood up for what they believed in and we shut everybody else up and we're like, no, I'm going to do this. We're going to, you know, and I feel like a lot of men aren't following their their desires right now and they're getting trapped in these jerk off loops with these ass shaking. That, and it's like, it's crazy because that's kind of been what's going on lately. Like I really, I was kind of thinking about the draft this year, but nobody really had me high up on their board. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go another year. I'm going to go off this year and then enter the draft next year. And I need somebody by my side that's going to support that. And it's going to like that I want to go do that. And it's going to understand that I have to go do certain things at certain times that's going to help me get to where I've been working 19 years for. And so, like, to find a person like that, I don't know, she's, she's different. She respects it. She loves my drive. Like, all that stuff, she likes it and she supports it. And that's all I could ever ask for from somebody. Yeah, that's, that, like, that's the tricky one. It's like you got to find someone who supports it's going to ride with you, like, for yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who just want you to be with them and be all about them. And there's time. You got to show your woman some love. Yeah. But, but there's also time you got to be a man and, like you said, and do your own thing and do what you're passionate about and what you're supposed to do. But especially sports, man. Like, I know about it. Like, sports, bro, 
we got this internal love for those things, man. Those things broke. I've been had my heart broken by sports. That was my first heartbreak sports. My first win. I've never cried harder than sports. Literally. That's the one thing, bro. There's nothing. I mean, you'll find it in other places. Like once you find whatever you're going to do for the rest of your life, it'll be like that, you know, but you, you sports, they give you that quality that nothing else, that it teaches you how to strive for something and, and fail and, and succeed also. And it's like sports is a great way to decide who's going to be a man and who's not. It's, it's how you take the failure. That's what I've learned a lot is you fail, especially in baseball. It's, it's called the game of failure. Batting 300, getting on base three out of ten times is like Hall of Fame. So, like, the fact that you go through so many failures, so many slumps, so many – all this other stuff that you could call it, um, it's the ones that bounce back and how you bounce back. That's who really, like, is the difference between the other people that are just the average shows or that don't care enough to make it to the next level. I think, you know, we could think about it like this too. I think a lot of the, 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 you know, the opioid um, epidemic we're seeing and like alcoholism, I think a lot of that stems from, in men, it stems from lack of purpose and lack of that, you know, lack of responsibility for, and lack of desire to like be great at something. Because a lot of these people are working these mundane jobs just so they can put food on the table, which is a great thing to do. But it's like, if you're lacking that purpose, bro, like, it's so easy to start a hobby. It's so easy to find something that you're like, because yeah, the, it's the law of attraction, bro. You attract what you want. And like people's like personalities are fit for some people. Some people are fit to draw. I can't draw for shit. I'm colorblind, but I love to kick foals and I love to talk to people. And so I'm drawn to these certain things, you know? And so some people are drawn to you. If you just really listen to what you want to do, like if you're sitting there and at night or you're at work and you like write down things and in the meetings you're drawing and they're like perfect pictures, that's your body wanting to, to, to be creative. You know, it's like people are like, Oh, I don't know what I do. And then they have like beautiful murals painted. It's like, bro, I think you know what you want to do. You just haven't given yourself the time to do it. I feel like it's, it's cool when someone notices, like I, I went through it and I know that you went through it with podcast probably like I went through a phase where music, I was doing music, but I wasn't, doing music if that makes sense like I was doing it but I wasn't like into it as much as I am now I saw that I was like well my body obviously wants me to do it my mind wants me to do it God's telling me something if I have this somewhat gift you can call it of like rhythm and the mindset to like write lyrics and stuff like that so I don't know I just kind of took it just took it in and then started using it to my advantage honestly yeah bro that's it's it's dope that you're actually doing, you're doing it too, because like, you know, podcasting is weird because it's like everyone can do it. And I think everyone should do it, but it's also like, it's not like what it's given me. It, it It's not that I want to do this for the rest of my life. It's that this hobby and this creative outlet has given me a way to be comfortable wanting to pursue creative ideas that I have. I've always had ideas and I've always had things I wanted to do, but I was never comfortable putting it out and promoting it and doing things like that. And I occasionally make music too, but that's just for fun. But there's other things I want to do that, um, that I was just like, my, my own head was like, Oh, that's just wacky, you know? And by doing this and having it be as successful as it has become, it's made me realize that 
these things that I want to do in, in my life, I can do them. And I, and I am able, and I have the ability to justify if I put my mind to it. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of corny and people are like, Oh, you can do whatever like you put your mind to, but it, my mom always says it where you put it in the air, you think about it in a positive way. Like don't say if I'm going to do it, like say when I'm going to do it or say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get this car. I'm going to get this type of money. I'm going to be happy in the future. If you say it and you put it into words and put it in the air, it'll happen. If you say, or if you, even like a picture, like vision boards, people do that all the time. That's a perfect example. So like, uh, I put a, I used to put a picture of like a challenge, like a Hellcat right above my bed. And every night I'd go, go to bed looking at it. And it's like, that's something I want. And I'm going to get there. It's just got to take time and I got to visualize it or it's not going to happen. You visualize yourself being average, that's what's going to happen most likely because you're not expecting anything. You have to have expectations for yourself. Yeah, isn't that – that's the hardest one, you know. I don't know if you watch any Jordan Peterson, but he always says care for yourself like you would care for a loved one. And it's like if your loved one is like wasting away on the couch, like you would yell at them and be like, bro, come on, you got so much potential. But we lack that ability a lot of the times to do it for ourselves. You know, one of our strongest critics always is our own internal brain. And it's like, if you could just shut that brain off for even an hour, how productive could you be? When I'm in baseball and stuff, I'm never thinking about that. Never thinking about that type of, oh, I'm, I'm stressed about this. Or like, what am I going to do? Like, worried about oh i can't do this or something like that and baseball i'm locked in that's what yeah. i'm doing for the next two three four hours and then after that that's kind of when my mind starts running and i don't know what to think about and yeah. it's it's stressful and that's why i was i always talked about like unknown demons and mental demons and stuff like that because that's really like what it is yeah all that stress that randomly takes over you and you start worrying like i'm getting a tattoo in a couple of days and i'm as soon as I think about it, I freak out because I've never got one. I'm terrified of needles, so I, like, freak out. But if I could just turn that off, man, um, I wish I had a switch or something. Bro, we all do, man. Yeah. That's funny that you bring that up about baseball because I feel like that's everybody with sports. It's like the sports. moment leading up to the, the sports, the game, uh-huh. you're like uh, – and then, and then it's like, oh, you're in the flow. And then uh-huh. right after, you have, like, a – there's, like, a grace period. There's, like, a grace period. And then it's like, boom, and you're like, oh. You hit it, and you're like, yeah. oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's why I play sports, too. That's Baseball is an escape. That's yeah. I talked to my coaches about it. I went through a lot of tough stuff at uh, – I wouldn't say at home, but just in my life in general and a lot of uh, mental things probably during like during the year and stuff. So I was talking to my coaches throughout the year, and he was just telling me I got to worry really about myself, and I just got to take the, this time at the field. Whenever I'm at the field, whatever that I was worrying about, yesterday right before this five minutes before the game I can't worry about that stuff because these two hours nobody's gonna get on me no one's gonna yell at me I can't I don't have to stress about my family I don't have to stress about my girlfriend none of that like it's it's that's my escape that's literally my like little room I go I crawl into at night and just sit there yeah dude I there's nothing more not relaxing, but more mind, I guess lifting weights is kind of the same way, but like you just literally are like here the whole time. And like, yeah, they have your moments of anxiety and stuff, but you don't think about it. You're like, you feel it and then you do it. And I was talking to a professional skydiver a couple of days ago. Uh, maybe he, uh, he does it 
for sport. And so they have this thing called swooping where they like go super fast and then they like skate like across the water basically. And he was, I was talking to him about like, I was like, how do you like, cause like you get anxiety when you're about to shoot an end game free throw or you're about to kick a field goal at the end of the game. Right. But I would shit myself when jumping out of the plane trying to do like tricks and shit. And I was like, how do you like stay calm in those situations? And he was like, you know, sometimes like you do have to just like, be have a safe landing like sometimes you literally cannot um panic you know you, yeah, you literally cannot like you, you can't always score you know he's right, like right. but he's like but he's like because of that level is like we and we do it so often like some of the coolest things get to be done because of that um level of anxiety you know and it was just like fascinating yeah. to hear this skydiver and like it's literally a sport like he's like he acts like the way he loves it the way he's talking about it, it's literally like how we talk about football or baseball that's fascinating that is fascinating that's crazy never heard from a skydiver before bro that's the number one reason why i love doing this it's because i get to talk to everybody from all walks of life and people are always like like i had my friend bobby or who's a stand-up comedian on he had i had him on it was my last episode i can't remember when i did i think i did it on saturday but he um maybe friday i don't remember it was on posted it on saturday he was um asking me like how i get my guests on and i was like i just dm people like, i don't know and he was just like like he like not that he looked at me like crazy he was like what like, you just like randomly reach out to people i'm like yeah most people don't hit me back i would say i hit up a lot of people a day but when they do i get to talk to a skydiver or i've talked to virologists i've talked to cancer biologists i've talked to people who study alzheimer's i've talked to all these just cool ass people i've talked to professional boxers it's like and then you like you sit here and like it's like like they have so much influence on my life now and I haven't even met half of them. It's crazy. It's really, it's really crazy. That is cool. Honestly, I'm going to see, I have some pretty interesting people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't hear you. Hold on. Give me like three seconds. Say something. Yeah. Can you hear me? My headphone jack does this sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can hear you. Okay. For sure. Um, what was I going to say? You're going to, that's all I heard. Um, we were talking about podcasts. Oh yeah, I was just gonna see like I have uh I have people that have been drafted that this year from CSN and I guarantee that they wanna be on this podcast. Like this one kid that went to the Blue Jays, he hit the most home runs in the whole junior college, like in the nation. Yeah. He hit twenty six home runs this year. He was five under Bryce Harper's uh, That's crazy record. And he's unreal. He's a cool, super cool dude. He's born in Venezuela, moved to Canada, played for Team Canada. Like, he would be an awesome guy to talk to. So, if you want, I'll text him. Yeah, bro, that'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. And that's the cool thing about life, too, is, like, you meet these people. It's just, like, one thing that this has taught me is that, like, take advantage of, the, of those opportunities and talk to these people, bro. Everybody, are, everybody is fascinating. Everybody's different. Yeah, literally. Like, and – you tend to forget that dude. Like everyone has had a story and everyone's a person. Yeah. It is nuts to think about it because you're so caught up in like everything that's going on in your life. And it's hard not to be caught up because there is a lot going on, but everybody is different. It's insane. Like networking with music and stuff. I've met so many people that are, they talk different. Uh, they're like routine is an opposite of what I usually do in a day, uh, where they go or where they live, like stuff like that, or where they're from. 
everybody's different. And it's honestly cool because this world's full of, full of how many people? Like, billions. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think about. And the craziest thing about it all is that, like, if you really just, like, allow yourself to be human and allow yourself to love other humans and learn from other humans, dude, you could like, you're, you're like, it, I've changed so much. And I would say I matured so much just from talking to all these people for hour plus, literally just from doing that. And the coolest thing that I've found is that we talked about haters earlier. The hate does not come from other creators, like other people who are, who are doing something for themselves. Mm-hmm. Always come now. Okay. Arguments happen with those people, yeah, 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 for sure. but lower debates, but you don't get hated on for grinding. If someone else is grinding as well, it's no, like people no notice way. how hard it actually is. And people see yeah. like, like music, every rapper I meet, either their music's bad or not. Like I'll still be like, okay, I see that you're grinding. I'm going to give you my opinion if it's good or not. But I see that you're grinding. Like, if you have a passion to get in the studio, find money to pay for the studio time, and then write a song to a beat, find a beat, all that stuff, and then take the time to go record it. Like, I'm already tipping my hat to you because you're you're trying to better your, better yourself, honestly. And that's what I look for in people because that's good energy. Well, man, we're an hour plus into this, and I think that's a good way to end it. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, bro. Anytime, man. It's 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 really cool catching up with everybody and, and the way that we can just talk for an hour plus and just like flow. It's 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 dope, dude. So just anytime bro you want to come back on, just let me know. Okay, I will for sure. CSN this year though, number twenty eight. Yeah. Watch me, man. I'm gonna go crazy. And I think fans are coming back, so if you wanna come, let me know. I will pro- well, actually, I might be down here because I, I have to go back to play football for my last year for, in Oregon, but I might be back for spring, especially oh, yeah. like a spring break or something. So I definitely will catch a game. For sure, bro. Stay up, bro. Continue grinding on your music. Continue doing all that stuff and, and hit me up. All right, bro. Oh, much love. You keep grinding on music. Yeah, bro. Episode 70 with Big Bo. 7 0. You know how crazy that is? I was looking back at episode three and listening to it at work the other day because it popped up on my SoundCloud and it's so bad. It's hilarious. It was literally so trash. It's so funny. It's so awesome to look back and see how far we've come with this show. It's grown into something that I couldn't even imagine before. You know, keep reaching out. Keep telling me what I can do better. Keep inviting guests on or keep telling me to invite guests on. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay demanding.